Welcome to the Homeschool Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we have once again as our co-host, T.S. and Smack. Hello. Nice to have you back. It's nice to be here. You doing all right? Yeah, yeah. Good. So tell us what we got going today. So today, um, in homeschool news, we're going to give an update on all of the bills that we have been watching that have to do with homeschooling. Um, and we're also going to let you know about a fellowship this month with Agape Center for Environmental Education, which we're going to. So I'm oh, excited nice. about that. Cool. And we're also going to listen to the final segment of the webinar, Focus on the Ability and Homeschooling Those with Special Needs and Learning Differences. Um, today, Amanda and Lindsay will talk to us about how to manage um, as teachers and how to keep relationships first on that journey. And then you are going to bring us some wisdom from the word. And then we're going to look at Homeschool Helps with Amanda, where she will continue her series on common misinformation about homeschooling. In this segment, she'll discuss misinformation about accreditation. So, Great. Sounds good. Okay, we'll start with homeschool news and give you these legislative updates. We've been watching several bills filed in the North Carolina House of Representatives and the North Carolina State uh, Senate during the long session this year. Uh, which would impact North Carolina homeschoolers. Uh, so it's been a while since we've done an update, so we want to let you know what's been going on. So I'm going to go through each one of these bills and tell you a little bit about it. So SB 411, and you know SB stands for Senate bill, so we're talking about the one in the Senate. We'll talk about HB 600 also, so that's a House bill, and you can tell that's where they're being considered right now, and then they have to cross over and all those kinds of things. Well, I was going to say, thank you for sharing that, because most of us did not know that. Yeah, no. it helps, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. <laughs> so uh, very, uh, SB 411 is Various Education Changes, originally titled, that's its title, originally titled Students in Homeschool Take the PSAT-AP. Now, if you remember, uh, this was the one that we helped create um, and promoted because homeschool students weren't able to take these tests in the public schools yeah. in the last few years. So uh, this was passed by the Senate and it crossed over to the House where they added additional changes to education laws that weren't even related to that. So it just got uh, bigger. Okay. So after passing the House with the additions, the bill was sent back to the Senate. The Senate did not like the changes. So now it's stuck. So a conference committee must be formed to work out the differences. Uh, NCHE okay. has been waiting since June uh, 28th for the committee to be constituted. Uh, so it hasn't even, the committee hasn't even been put together yet. It looks like this committee will not be constituted until September. Okay. And because of how late it is, it probably won't help this school year. Okay. So we're still working on that one. HB House Bill 600 is the Regulatory Reform Act of 2023. It was passed by the House. It crossed over to the Senate where additional provisions were added and sent back to the House where the changes were not concurred. <laughs> Same story. A conference committee was formed, but there's been no action. This is the bill that will make homeschool co-ops exempt from child care laws. Okay. So that's an important one because it's really going to affect uh, the co-ops. Okay. So um, we're going we're to continue to keep an eye on that one. And it, is that a bill that NCHE is for or? Yes. Okay. We, we support the idea that co-ops would not have to comply with child care laws. Okay. That's right. Good to know. Gives them more freedom uh, to do what they do. Okay. HB 259 uh, is the 2023 Appropriations Act, and it was 
Act, and it was passed by the House. It crossed over to the Senate, where additional provisions were added, <laughs> sent back to the House where the changes were not accepted. Of okay? course. <laughs> so a conference committee was appointed, and there has been slow but steady progress on working out the differences. Okay. Uh, several lawmakers on the conference committee have estimated they will reach an agreement by mid-September. This bill could add homeschools to the Opportunity Scholarship. Okay. And and here are the other ones. The following bills have died in committee, which means it never went to the floor of the House or the Senate to be voted on. Okay. It has to get out of the committee, has to approve it. Okay. And when they die, That's they're it. gone. All right. So H. Uh, HB 800, the public school part-time enrollment died. H HB 420, expand and con consolidate K-12 scholarships died. Okay. I'm not going to go into what all these are. I just want you to know if you've already been tracking those and wanted to know that these don't matter anymore. And if you don't know what they are, yeah, they don't, don't matter, matter anymore. <laughs> Senate Bill 665, add homeschools to opportunity scholarship. That's a different bill that was going to do that. It died. Okay. HB 746, um, which is going to add a lot of oversight to homeschools, that one died. So yes. we're very happy about uh, that one dying. So Absolutely. we're going to keep our tabs on this. As you know, we continue to work very hard, uh, NCHE does with our legislative committee, yeah. to protect your rights. We're watching these things carefully. And when it's time to take action, we will let you know. Absolutely. And we'll all make our voices uh, strongly known <laughs> about what will be best for homeschool families. Awesome. Now, where would be the best place for someone to track NCHE's <clears throat> tracking of all these bills? The best place is if you're not already on our weekly email newsletter, is to go to nche.com and go down to where you can sign up for free for our yes. weekly NCHE news, yes. homeschool news. Anything that happens will be there and will come straight to your inbox. Okay. But we also have um, a legislative uh, page that you can find on our website as well that explains all of that. And we'll have a link to that in our show notes. Perfect, that's good. Yeah, that's the only reason or that I know anything that's going on legislatively is that we can Read email. The email. Yeah, that's it. Cause yeah. the stuff can go over your head. You know what's funny? <laughs> I'm the executive director. And I read the email, yeah. and I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, so perfect. It's concise, it's to the point. Um, yeah. So that's actually how I found out about the field trip that is coming up at the Agape Center for Environmental Education in Fuquay, Verena, which sounds fancy, but it is here in North Carolina, okay. um, on September 25th. <clears throat> and this is a unique and secluded setting that provides a special time and place apart. It lends itself perfectly to small group um, experiences like the field trip we're going to be going on. Um, and so environmental educators are designing experiences based on the student ages with no more than 15 students per experience group. Um, and tickets may be purchased up until Friday, September 22nd while or while supplies last. And so our family is going. Great. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I have a kindergartner, a preschooler, a high schooler, and a baby. And we'll all be out there and yeah. Okay, so uh, for homeschool conversations, today we're going to listen to the final segment of the webinar that we've been showing, which is called Focus on the Ability, Homeschooling Those with Special Needs and Learning Differences. So this time, uh, in this segment, Amanda and uh, Lindsay are focusing on how to manage yourself mm. as the teacher and how to keep relationships first <clears throat> uh, with your student. And of course, 
they're talking about that in the context of special needs, but who doesn't need yeah. to do that? Right? That's everyone, yeah. So absolutely. let's listen to this part. What would you say is the hardest thing about homeschooling kids with any type of special needs? The hardest thing is keeping myself regulated mm. and really keeping my mental my mental and physical health. I realize how much I'm not getting there very quickly. I realize how much I impact how well we do. And that that is a big burden to carry. But I have to check my beliefs about what uh, and my expectations. And I have to continuously ask myself, why is this important? Or is this important for me to push my kid to do it? Um, because we all know that one day your child may be really regulated, doing well, mm -hmm. and they're able to do something. And then the next day, something sets them off or you're not sure what the right thing to do is. And I think we want the answer. We want to know, should I push my child to finish these five math problems? Do I push in hard at this moment to get them to obey because, you know, or to yes. whatever, to comply? And, and the hardest part is that there's never a perfect answer. Mm. And I think we want that. I know I do. I want the perfect answer that it was, it's right for me to do this and be a hundred percent confident in it. So I'm, I'm really being very specific to like, when you go to sit down to do a lesson mm -hmm. or have them on the swing to do a lesson, whatever, and it falls apart or your child tries to um, take some control by guiding the conversation, particularly uh, we see this a lot with neurodivergent kids. Like that might, a lot of times they're struggling with anxiety. So your child doesn't have to have a diagnosis of anxiety sure. to be a human being struggling with anxiety. Sure. And so a lot of those resistance, a lot of resistance to schoolwork or whatever it is, I have to pause and say, okay, what's my goal? And the only thing that I can do 100% of the time 100% of the time, this is the only thing for, for me, is relationship first. Mm. I go with relationship first. That's the only thing that I know. If I go with that, that's, that's the best thing. And what I mean by that is if I want this child to take their next step in math and I had 10 problems that I thought they could do based on what they did yesterday, but right now they're so resistant and they're immediately in fight or flight. How can I make them feel safe enough to take that next step? Is it five problems? Okay. You know what? I can see that you're feeling overwhelmed right now. Maybe we're going to just do five problems. Is it one problem? Or then my mind goes to, Oh, I'm not doing the right thing. I'm supposed to push hard because that's what a good parent does. They push mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. But in the end I need them to feel safe. And so I use the term relationship first because we really can only be in relationship where we hear people when we feel safe. Right. And that has been the only thing that helped me get through some of the really hard times because I mess up all the time and, and that's part of our journey. It's not going to be perfect. Of course. So no. no. And so what would you say is the best thing then about homeschooling kids with special needs? Oh, I get to, 
I get to be there and I get to be the influence over mm. their lives. I get to prioritize with my husband and, and uh, what our goals are for our kids. And I get to take charge. And one thing I like to tell parents too, particularly uh, a lot of people go, I, I can't teach my kid all day. And I get that. Sure. And this is, I, I like to cast a new lens or new vision for homeschooling or for parents to understand that homeschooling doesn't mean you have to sit down every day and teach your child every single subject. Right. Okay. What it means is you take back the power, which is yours as the parent, and you make decisions, um, whether it's I'm going to outsource a couple of classes mm -hmm. using my ESA grant, which is such a blessing in North Carolina. Yes. Right. So I'm going to use that ESA grant money and I'm going to outsource these classes for my child because I know it's too much of an emotional drain on us because I have to work on other things with them. Right. Sure. Um, and so, but I know we would have a blast doing science together or reading these books together. And so we can do that over here mm -hmm. and I can have them take this class. So the point is, is sorry, the point is, is you get to take back the power and make your choices. That is awesome. So last, as we're closing out our time together, what is the number one advice. What's the number Sorry. one advice that you would give to a parent who is homeschooling a special needs kid? Uh, I think I already said this, but focusing on the goal. And again, I'm saying it again, because I truly, truly believe it, that the messages our kids are hearing in childhood are the ones that they're going to take with them into adulthood. And so while they are growing and learning and while their executive functioning skills, we didn't even talk about that. While those executive functioning skills of uh, being able to pay attention over, you know, task initiation, uh, do things we don't want to do because it's the right thing to do. While that area of the brain is developing, yes, I that area of the brain will eventually develop. And so they will slowly be able to make push harder on academics if, if that's what they if that's what we, we decide that they need to do, but what they believe about themselves. Mm. So your words, watch your words. And I don't say it, watch your words to be condemning because I have said so many things I regret, but at the end of the day, if the relationship is so full of moms in my corner, mom believes in me, mom believes this about me, that is what will give them that vision for their future rather than I'm so bad. Why can't I do this? I messed up again. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. that's missing so much. And we get to do that with our children. So that is that's amazing. the goal. Amazing. So real quick, as we're winding up here, would you tell people that are watching this webinar where to find you, where they oh. can find your information and all your wonderful resources and support? Well, thank you. Um, you can find me at aheartforallstudents.com, all spelled out, aheartforallstudents.com. Uh, my website is full of resources. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing all of your experience and your wisdom with us, with these families that are going to watch this webinar in the future. I'm so grateful that you were able to um, come on and share with us.
You can find more information, like Lindsay said, aheartforallstudents.com. You can also always go to nche.com slash helps. And there's a page just for special needs homeschooling with lots of links. And then the Facebook group also, we are there for you. And you can always contact me, um, Amanda Wares. I'm Homeschool Helps Director. I am here to answer your questions and give you support or find that support wherever you need it. You can reach me at helps, H-E-L-P-S, at nche.com. Thanks so much. This has been great. All right, now it's time for some wisdom from the word. And I want to talk about another uh, interesting parenting and home topic, <clears throat> and that is fighting. When I talk to uh, especially young parents, but uh, parents of all ages who are trying to deal with their kids of all ages, one of the most difficult and sometimes irritating thing, uh, things is when our families are fighting, when there's fighting between the mom and dad, when there's fighting between the kids. So one of the things we want to teach, of course, is how do we deal with conflict? Uh, how do we resolve these things? And so I want to talk about this from a couple of levels. One is one of the ways we teach our kids to resolve conflict is by demonstrating that uh, in your marriage. <clears throat> and that's very challenging, isn't it? And the other thing is by teaching biblical principles to your children about how to resolve conflict. So I want to do a little series here and talk about some biblical principles that are really important uh, for resolving conflict. The first one I want to talk about today is this, give space. So why would I say that? Uh, it reminds me of a conversation I had with my older brother, Michael, uh, right before I got married. And I went to him and I said, please give me uh, your best advice for someone getting married. And he said, over the years, one thing that I've learned is this, that I am not the Holy Spirit of my wife and she is not mine. So one of the reasons that he said that is because obviously sometimes within a marriage, we are trying to fix each other and be the convictors and the person who points out the sin. And so one of the things we want to do is give space to let God work in the other person's lives, uh, in the other person's life. What we do sometimes is make things worse. When something's going wrong or we see something wrong and we just swoop right in and try to fix and correct something, sometimes that actually doesn't help. So we want to recognize our position that God is going to be at work in their lives. Um, here's the other really important reason <clears throat> that we want to give space when something may be going wrong, uh, when we're hurt or when we think somebody's doing something wrong. And that is from James 1.19 that says, Let every person be swift to hear slow to speak, and slow to wrath. A lot of times, especially when we're hurt, um, we are not very slow to speak. We just jump right in. The Bible says we should be slow to speak. So here's the pr first principle uh, that we should think about, and that is don't jump right in when you see something wrong. Uh, there are other steps to take that are going to help us do this well. And that brings us to principle number two for today, and that is to check yourself, right? And we know what Jesus said <clears throat> um, about trying to help a brother in sin or with their problems in Matthew chapter 7. He said, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, 
Let me remove the speck from your eye. But look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite! First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So this is a really critical principle for conflict resolution, and that is deal with your own issues first. Whatever may be going on in this particular conversation or relationship, the first thing to do is give them some space, and then while you're giving them some space, check yourself. Is there anything that you haven't done correctly or well in this situation or in this relationship that you need to deal with? Sometimes you're going to find out this. You think the other person's wrong, but really you might be the one who's wrong. And we need to say to ourselves, I might be wrong. So go and reflect and pray and ask God to show you those things in your life that you need to see. Even if the other person is wrong, think of how powerful it is when you come to that person that you're in conflict with and you confess your sin and you repent and you try to make things right, even if the other person has uh, problems as well. What that does is it just really clears out any anger um, or frustration that they have that would prevent them from seeing what they've been doing. So this is a wonderful step and you you definitely don't want to go and try to talk to somebody and fix the situation when you haven't dealt with your own uh, sin or mistreatment of the person in their life. So these are the first two principles as we learn biblical conflict resolution for ourselves and for our children. First, give space. And second, check yourself. So now with Homeschool Helps with Amanda, she will continue her segment. Um, her series on common misinformation about homeschooling. And so today she's going to discuss misinformation about academic accreditation. Welcome to Homeschool Helps with Amanda. I'm Amanda Wears, Homeschool Helps Director with NCHE. I am back in my car waiting for my son to get out of basketball practice again. Welcome to a homeschool mom's reality of a teenager that plays sports. So let's continue with our misinformation series. Today, the topic is one that is so common. The topic is accreditation. Now, let's first define accreditation. The definition of accreditation is a process which an institution of higher learning goes through to verify that they are providing a certain level of instruction. Okay, now did you catch that? Accreditation is for institutions. Curriculum cannot be accredited. Okay? I know this is the key point of the misinformation. If a curriculum provider is telling you as the homeschool parent that they are an accredited program, they are lying to you and they're just trying to get your money. So hear this clearly again, curriculum is not accredited. Institutions 
can be accredited. Now, within the homeschool realm, is it even an advantage? Is it even beneficial to have your child be a part of an accredited institution? I do not believe that that is necessary. I also do not believe that it's even beneficial. Third, in North Carolina, I believe the only situation where that could even be a thing would be for your student to be a part of a private online academy, which are not recognized by the state of North Carolina as private schools. Therefore, they're still only recognized by the state of North Carolina as curriculum providers in your homeschool. So then, if they're accredited or not, it's not of any advantage or benefit to you or your students in that situation. Now, as someone who has personally homeschooled for 19 years, who has graduated three children so far that have gone on, successfully gotten into college, um, gone on to be independent adults. And I know there are thousands and thousands and thousands of families of parents just like me that have homeschooled using a variety of curriculum, of books, of programs, um, none of which were accredited. And our children are the proof in that, proof in the pudding, if you will, that accreditation is not necessary in this homeschool situation. It is not advantageous. It's not beneficial. So just be empowered by this knowledge that you are enough. You can homeschool your children successfully without having to feel the weight of needing to find this mysterious accredited program. So I really hope that helps today. So thanks for joining us this week. Um, we love to hear from you. So send your questions and your feedback to the homeschool show at nche.com. And please help others find this um, by subscribing, by rating, by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and on YouTube. And if you think this show would be helpful to your family or to your friends, then please let them know about it. Share. Um, and to learn to subscribe to our show as a podcast and on YouTube, you can go to ncse.com slash the homeschool show. And until next week, continue the homeschool with confidence and joy.